This is your wake-up call. Charlemagne the God. The realest show on the planet. This is why I respect this show because this is a voice to society. Changing the game. You guys are the, the coveted morning show, but y'all earn that. Impacting the culture. They wake up in the morning and they, they want to hear that breakfast club. The world's most dangerous morning show. Be in the mother. Be in the Yo 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 Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning, DJ MV. Charlemagne the God. Peace to the planet. It's Thursday. Good morning, Toronto. You okay? Six, look like you're having all been? types of problems over there. You, 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 you look like you're dropping your mic. You're, you're trying to get it together. I had all right? kinds of technical difficulties this morning. I couldn't log in at first. I don't know what was happening. And then my I moved my microphone because the light behind me messes up when we have to do Zoom videos. So then I have to move my mic back. It's just, you know, being at home, hmm. working from okay. home. All right. It's a mess. Like my yeah. hair. That's why I'm so happy that the uh, barbershops have finally reopened back here mm-hmm. in New Jersey. It's time. You know, when your nose hairs and you, you, when, you, when your mustache starts to get so long that it, like, it connects with your nose hairs and it's like starts tickling you and you think something's on your face, it's time. You don't have those grooming tools at the crib like to, to, to clean your nose hairs and your ear hairs? You don't have those? Well, you know, my father uh, growing up uh, was struggling with uh, substance abuse and he had his own mental health issues. was a good man. But didn't teach me those little tools of the trade, like shaving and all of that good stuff like that. So those are just things that I never learned. Those are just, those are just skill sets that I never learned. Bro, it's a clipper that you could buy at Walmart, CVS, Costco. You could buy, buy at any mm-hmm. store. It's like $19.99. You turn it on as battery operated, and you go zzz, and goes in your nose, and it cuts the nose hairs. No. Only, only, you know, I only, never knew uh, people shave their no- do that to their nose hairs before, really. Yeah, oh, you clean your nose hairs. Absolutely. Then your ear hairs. No. The only hairs I trim oh, I didn't on know my that. body is... Yeah, only hairs I trim on my body is my pubic hairs. That's it. Okay. That's so all. wait, easy, you though. have to shave inside your ear also? Yeah, outside no, your ear, your, your hairs grow sometimes outside your ears. I call it the old man ears. Yeah, you gotta that's shave you, your ears. That, 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 and you know, usually old Caucasian. That's usually old Caucasian men, by the way. Caucasian, old Caucasian men grow hair out of their ears. And Dominican. Well, I'm not. I'm not Caucasian, but and I'm not Dominican. But but yes, a guy. So ah ha, But yes, you are. It's no but. But I have some hairs growing out my nose and my ears. But I did I ever tell you the time I had to take my grandfather to the hospital because he said he couldn't hear and he was uh, having all these issues. And when we went, he had like a ball of wax stuck in all the hair inside of his ear, and they had to pull it out. See what I'm saying? What 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 what, what's his race? He's black. Really. Yeah, it's what we say. Yeah. We say it's talking about that's, that's, that's rare. That's rare for black men. It's not damn rare. Get out of here. <laughs> Long ear hairs are rare for black men. No, it's not. He was also like he was also like seventy years old. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Well, let's get the show cracking uh, today. Joining us, uh, Wait, we yeah. have Chloe and Holly. Chloe and Holly coming through, right? I love those oh. girls. Grownish. Oh, they got a new album. Artists. Yeah, they got Sound a new album quick. coming out. Yep. I think it's called Ungodly The Ungodly, Ungodly, Ungodly Hour. Hour. Yes, <laughs> so we, we'll be t- kicking it with those young women today. And then we got front page news. What are we talking about? 
Yes, so Trump has activated the National Guard, and we'll tell you what they are protecting. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Where are we starting, Yee? Well, coronavirus cases in the United States have reached a single-day high. So, actually, yesterday we hit record levels that have not been seen since April, according to reports. The states with the largest uptick include Florida, Texas, and California, with more than 5,000 new cases apiece. Mm. I mean, it, it would have so to be a combination of all kinds. Yeah, it would have to be a combination of all types of things, right? More testing happening, uh, the fact that people are back out in the streets because the states have reopened. The mass protests, right? Like, it would have to be a combination of yeah, all these things. I, I think it's more... I say, you know what? But they've been testing a lot for, for the last couple of months. So, I mean, I, I think it's the fact that people are out and about now. They're going out. They're mm-hmm. seeing people, touching yeah. people, you know, in close proximity with people. So, that's the scary part. So, yeah. what happens now? Do we shut the country down again? Do we go into a, a bigger no. recession? Do we, you know, people no. lose more jobs, more work? Like, what happens now? No, they're not or doing do we just got to fend for ourselves? Everybody got to fend on at this point. There are anti-face mask rallies going on, and one in particular, an Arizona councilman actually uh, ripped off, uh, he chanted, I can't breathe, and then ripped off his face mask in front of a crowd, which is crazy. And oh he did God. apologize afterwards. Way, he said it was hot and stuffy. If they tell you to wear a mask and they tell you to social distance because that stops the spread of the disease, having an anti-face mask rally is the opposite of all of that. So don't be shocked yeah, when you is. see the numbers spiking up in cases, okay? Mm-hmm. All right. Now, uh, 400 D.C. National Guard members have been activated, and they're on standby now to protect the monuments. And that is under orders from uh, Donald Trump's administration. They want to make sure that they protect monuments during anti-racist protests in Washington, according to reports. He did, yeah. he did also say that, that activists face up to 10 years in prison under the Veterans Memorial Preservation Act if anything happens. Yeah, I, and this is what I don't understand. And this is, you know, America's supposed to be for the people. And the people saying, we're all saying that these statues are not right and offensive. Wouldn't it be like, all right, we get it, let's take it down? Why are we getting the National Guard and paying more taxpayer money to protect the statue? Well, we're not all saying 80? that. Let's be clear. We're saying that not everyone. Yeah, you're dealing with a 70-plus-year-old, old, white, privileged man, okay? He wants to hold on to the to the, to the last remains of power that uh, his his ancestors have, okay? And it's, it's interesting that Trump has done more to protect uh, dead statues from people than he has to protect people from this whole plant pandemic that we're in right Word. now. Word. <laughs> like, Word. All right, in Milwaukee, this all started on Tuesday night as a missing persons investigation, and it morphed into a whole lot more than just that. Uh, by the end of the night, three people, including two 14-year-olds, had been shot, and the house was set on fire. Police had fired tear gas and pepper spray on members of the community as uh, hundreds of people gathered outside of a house in Milwaukee where police earlier conducted an investigation. They were trying to find these two missing teenage girls. They were aged 13 and 15. They have been located, by the way, as of Wednesday morning. But police are investigating whether the girls were victims of sex trafficking. And they said that is something that they were looking into. The main concern, though, in Milwaukee is uh, when these women, when these young girls were reported missing, they decided that it wasn't enough to issue an Amber Alert and according to some mm. of the members uh, of society there, Amanda Schiller, uh, a photojournalist, wrote, 
that the police did show up once the community took the measures into their own hands. So they decided the police weren't going to do anything. Police officers said they weren't going to issue an Amber Alert. Uh, according to people there, they said officers have neglected the communities of color's needs and safety for so long that the neighborhood actually created their own missing persons account. It's called Missing Persons Milwaukee. Mm. And it was a, created on social media back in February. They said there's a clear bias and selective culture practice when it comes to issuing timely Amber Alerts and missing person reports in Milwaukee for people of color. So people decided to form their own search party and find these young girls. What, the, what do we need? We, we need an Amber Rose alert or something? Like, what, what do we need to get a... Uh, Amber alert. When, when, uh, I'm talking about we need something specifically for black people. Oh, just that? for black people. Clearly, right? Do we need... Do we, we clearly need our own Amber Rose alert or something since they don't want to give us the regular Amber alert, right? Yeah, that's Jesus crazy Christ. that you can go to the police, do what you're supposed to do, your concern for your daughter's whereabouts. And they said um, sex trafficking in Milwaukee it has something. It is something that has been an issue for quite some time and the police just haven't been paying that much attention to it. Mm. And so according to their policy, they said there's a set of criteria you have to meet to be designated as a critical missing and the missing person's information then gets distributed and those two girls didn't, but they did fortunately find them. That's because Maybe of the community. One of the mothers, one of the mothers found them. Maybe we need a specific unit just for that kind of stuff. Just the same, same way we need like uh, people who know how to respond to mental health issues in the police department so we don't have to call them when we got to do wellness checks. Maybe we need somebody that we can specifically call to go out there and, and, and start searching for those kids because when those kids go missing, Absolutely. time is of the essence. Yeah. Like, every mm -hmm. second counts. And they move them from state to state, city to city. Yeah, exactly. like you said, time is of the essence. We got to get those kids immediately. All right, well, All that right, is your bro. front page news. All right, get it off your chest. Here. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, phone lines are wide open. Call us now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? This is Blind Beauty, darling. Good morning. Blind Beauty. Good morning. How Hi, are Blind you, Beauty. Star? Yee. I'm blessed, black, and highly favored. How are the girls, Charlamagne? Yeah, they're really they good, actually. Today, yeah, today was supposed to be my daughter's cheerleading tryouts, but they couldn't get cleared to do it outside, so they're not doing right. it again. So, are you gonna let them do on cheerleading this year if if they allow them to do it outside? Yeah, yeah. He was yeah. about to. He said they wouldn't she, let him. She 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 loves that. And how That's are you, thing. Yee? I'm doing well, thank you. How are you feeling? Um, pretty good. I'm grateful because um. Even though, like, through everything, I've still been able to pay my bills before they're due, even though, like, you know, I'm not. That's a blessing. Right now. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, how are you, uh, Envy? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm okay. That's, that's good. No, I just called up because I haven't talked to you guys in a while, and I always call to promote something. And I just want to say what's up and see how y'all was doing. And, uh, Envy, um, yeah, I love your wife. Like, oh, thank I love you. you. No, I love her, too. I love you, too. And I was, I was just that. I hope so. I was sad um, <laughs> you guys couldn't do, like, the Jamaica thing. Um, yeah, the Jamaica trip had to be postponed. But we'll, we'll do it again maybe next year we'll, we'll, when all this dies down. We were excited. It's sold out. We were happy to do it. But yeah. we'll, we'll see if we could do it again. I mean, we had to cancel it because of COVID. But we'll do it again. Are you guys going to be able to do, like, um, another one, like, in America? Like, a meet and greet? Like, a live, like, in America? 
Or I doubt. We're not I sure. Doubt, we don't know when. I, yeah, I doubt this year. Like, my wife is serious, serious yeah. about this. Like, she is like, she does not play. Like, I have to get permission to leave the house. Like, everybody has to get permission to oh leave the God. house. Like, she don't play. Like, she's like, no. Like, we can't bring that back right. home. We can't bring that to our, our parents. So, right. I doubt that. Right, kids. Yeah. yeah she, she hasn't left the, between this house and we just purchased a home. Between those two homes, that's the only place that I she's saw been. That. Yeah, she don't, she don't play. And she, like, nah, she don't play. So I doubt it. Yeah. Well, I just wanted to call and say I love you guys. And, um, yeah, I just love you. I just wanted to come and check in with y'all really quick or whatever. Love yeah. you, too. Thank you for the and wellness thanks. check. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. You Thank guys you have so a much, Blondie. All righty now. Hello, who's this? Charlemagne. Hey, yes, Charlemagne. Get it off your chest. What's up, cousin? Oh, saying, you saying you Charlemagne or you calling me? No, this is Vern Du from Shaolin. Hey, Shaolin, what's happening? So aggressive. Yeah, talk to Ghostface about me. He'll tell you about that's me. That's my favorite. That's my favorite. That's my favorite rapper of all time. Hell yeah! Yo, put your cousin now born click on, please. Are you rapping? I have no idea who that is. Who is now born click? Your cousin Rod G. Check it out on YouTube, never, please. Never heard of him. Yo, he's rapping. He though. That's Yo, my cousin. Check it out, G on Roop YouTube, yeah. please. Now born click. The rhythm. Him up. Believe it, I tell you. Listen to his beat. Your Yo, Ghostface would tell. Ghost, Ghostface would tell me to tell you stop eating pork so early in the morning. That's the reason that you uh, are <laughs> so aggressive. Don't eat no pork. Oh. I eat no pork. Okay. I eat fish. That's it. I eat no eat fish. fish. Toss salads mm -hmm. and make rap ballads. Me damn skip it. Verdu. All right. I, I do what I want to do. Definitely over fifty. Definitely comes on right now in a duet. Have a have a blessed day, King. Yeah, he got some jean denim shorts on. Jean shorts Tim's on. Tim's denim right yeah. now. No right socks. <laughs> no socks at all. Fig trying to figure out what shoe stick he gonna take out the house today. Word. Definitely a Yankees fitted. All right, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. I'm telling. Hey, what you doing, man? I'm telling. I'm call, calling you. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? This is William Martin. Good morning to you. Good morning, William. Get it off your chest, sir. Yes, I want to piggyback about the Milwaukee talk conversation that you was talking about this morning. Yes, sir. I feel like the Milwaukee situation, we need to stop asking permission. If we need to save our kids, if we need to do I'm something about the corruption going on as well, we need to make the difference. We need to stop asking for permission and start doing for I our agree. family and our loved ones right now. As the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said, do for self. I mean, that's exactly what happened in Milwaukee. They first went, and when the police wouldn't do an Amber Alert, the people took matters into their own hands and showed up at the house, and hundreds of people were there. Yeah, they burned down the guy's car, his crib, and started shooting at him. Doing what they want, not doing what they want to do, asking permission to do what they need to do. That's the whole issue about the Milwaukee. They got fired up so much that they started their own Amber Alert to go find those kids. Why do we have to sit back and wait on permission to go find our kids? Why can't we just start up our own and do for our own now? Why do we have to find, ask for permission like we're kids? You're right. No, I'm with you 100. percent You got to right. You got to protect your. You got to protect your own. You got to protect your own communities. You know, uh, especially if you know 
that we, that, especially if you know the perpetrators of said crime. Like, if you have an mm-hmm. idea where these kids are at, you ain't got time to wait on no police. Let's mob up and let's go handle our business. Like they you got did. all these guns in the hood for. Thank you, brother. <laughs> you got all these. Go protect your own. Hello, who's this? What up, what up, what up? It's Barry, man, from 757. What's up, brother? 757, get it off hey, your chest. Man. Hey, uh, I'm just, my thing is about the uh, statues. Everybody complaining about the statues. Uh, my thing is, it's already in the history book, so my, what's, what's the point of keeping statues up? Because you're actually, they're actually just trying to reinforce white supremacy. You know what I'm saying? That's all, that's all that is. They, they, want a, they want a constant reminder to America of the power that they had and continue to still have and a constant reminder to us that we're under a white supremacist regime. That's what that is. Right. That's my thing. That's all I want to say. All right, brother. Thank you. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, you can hit us up at any time. Now we got rumors on the way, ye. Uh, yes, we are going to be talking about Camille Cosby and find out what she has to say about Bill Cosby, about her husband, and about the history of the Me Too movement. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Meek Mill versus Trey Songs. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Yes, so apparently Meek Mill and Trey Songz got into it, and they're friends, so uh, they did immediately, it seems like, make up publicly. But it all started with Trey Songz doing this challenge, Feed Your City Challenge, and tagging Meek Mill into the challenge. And Meek Mill responded because Trey Songz said, take some of them bands and accept the Feed Your City Challenge. Meek Mill said, Trey Songz, I donated like $2 million this year. Where you at, LOL? 200K to Philadelphia schools. My phantom for less fortunate, 400K. And uh, raised $50 million for reform. Trey Songz, don't try me like that. Trey Songz replied, what, you feel attacked? I know you, what you do for your community. That's why I challenged you. I'm at everybody to do their part and more. You included. I'm going to try to, well, whoever, but what I'm on, about what I'm on right now, feel how you feel. The Feed Your City Challenge was created by the Ricky Davis Legacy Foundation, just so you guys know what it is. Mm-hmm. And that's a way for celebrities to give back to their hometowns. So then Meek Mill, then Trey Song said, so Meek Mill apparently felt a way about me challenging him to the Feed Your City Challenge. He felt the need to tell me what he's already done, hopefully not realizing I tapped on him because of how much I know he's already doing for his community. That's great you donated, fam. That's great you help in prison reform. That's great you, that's great you gave your fan. I'm, I'm simply trying to bring us together to further help our communities. You offended. LOL, you got it. So Meek yeah, Mill responded. I didn't, I didn't under- don't try to put me on the spot. He said you could have kept this in the, you could have just kept this in the comments, and I ain't feel your comment, uh, so on and so forth. Yeah, I didn't understand any of that, especially being that Meek is on the front lines in regards to philanthropy. We see what he does for the community, police reform, all that good stuff. So I don't understand why Trey came at him like that, but I do like seeing brothers uh, having a back and forth over who does what in the nah. community. No, nah, it was, was a it refreshing was, change. No, nah, I think it was a challenge. I, I think what yeah, Trey he just was tagged doing him in the challenge. Hey, Yo, you know, why don't you use some of that money? Here's this challenge that we just did in Virginia, that Pusha T just did in in, in Hampton, and, you know, Fab is going to do in Brooklyn, and Trouble's doing here, so why don't you do it? I don't think it was an attack. I think it was he was doing it to everybody. Everybody he's cool with, he yeah. was like, hey, let's do this challenge for your city. I don't think it was like, man, yeah. you got all the money. It just, lost. like that. And that's not it just It just came at an odd time, because when Meek posted that picture with him with all the stacks in his hand, people started posting this old tweet where he posted your lame if you're still on Instagram flashing your cash. 
And so people were coming to him about that. So that's when Trey jumped in, I just thought it was kind of kind of strange. But once again, I like seeing brothers beefing over what the over who does what in the community. That's that's Let's, that's a good thing to have a back and forth over. Mm-hmm. Trey Song said that he hit Meek Mill on the phone, both numbers I got, and I sent a DM. He said it's a challenge. Same way I challenged Mustard, Fab, Trouble, and they all accepted. We ain't even supposed to be at no kind of odds about giving back. He said that's goofy. And Meek said, me and Trey bros, that's, it just threw me off, though. So that's yeah, I don't, I don't think Trey had no And Trey, apo- Trey apologized. He said, yeah, if you felt slighted. Maybe for the timing, he, he might have been really, and he did say he called him and, you know, DM'd him and also challenged all these other people. And he might not have meant anything. Maybe the timing from Meek Mill was, just felt off, but it might have just been It was just the timing. Coincidence. People were coming at Meek. That's, that's all it was. It was just the timing. And like, see, All for right. myself, I didn't even know anybody was coming at me. I, just, I didn't, I didn't yeah, know. He neither. probably just popped up and said, hey, yo, with that money, let's do this challenge. And, you know, Meek took it a little differently. And Trey might not have known yeah. that either. He might have just been like, here, I just challenged all these people. Let's tag my bro in. Mm. All right, now, Billie Eilish was criticized, and that is for following uh, Chris Brown, Justin Bieber, and XXXTentacion on Instagram. So she ended up unfollowing everybody. Now, she recently posted a message to victims of abuse, this message that other people have been posting. If I am following your abuser, DM me, and I will unfollow them, and I support you. Well, she got a lot of backlash right away because she follows those alleged abusers, and after that, she decided to unfollow absolutely everybody on Instagram from that backlash. But then she got backlash for unfollowing everyone because they oh said that's God. an empty so gesture. Oh my goodness. You can't, you, you can't win for lose. That's why you gotta stop playing to the crowd. In order to lead the orchestra, you gotta turn your back to the crowd, man. Stop, these people will drive you crazy. They'll have you out here doing hopscotch, all right? Or, or the, po- the hokey pokey. You'll be putting one foot in, one foot out, right foot in, right foot out. You'll be shaking it all about. Like, stop following people. Do what you feel like doing, man. All right, and Bill Cosby's wife, Camille, did a phone interview with ABC News anchor Lindsay Davis, and she talks about everything regarding Bill Cosby's case. As you know, he has the opportunity. He's got an appeal. And here's what she had to say about the Me Too movement and the backlash that they received from that. First of all, I don't care what they feel. Uh, Secondly, the Me Too movement and movements like them have intentional ignorance pertaining to the history of particular white women, not all white women, who have, from the very beginning, pertaining to the enslavement of African people, accused black males of sexual assault without any proof whatsoever. And by ignoring that history, they have put out a lie in itself, and that is because I'm female, I'm telling the truth. Well, history disproves that as well. And gender has never, ever equated with truth. So they need to clean up their acts. It's an interesting statement. Um, women do lie, but women tell the truth as well. So it's really up to us to allow due process to play out and listen to all women, but you got to believe all proof. And she's absolutely right about the history of white women in this country. We've seen that from the Emmett Till to all the Karens of the world right now. So I don't even know if it's something you can police, though. You just have to, like I said, listen to all women and believe all proof. That's it. <laughs> Right. Well, the Me Too movement, though, has been instrumental in empowering women to be able to speak out and have a space where they feel like they're supported when they say things. So I don't know that I would want to bash that movement because she said they have intentional ignorance pertaining to the history and so on and so forth. But it is something that has been a pervasive issue that finally people are, you know, getting their due process as well. So if women feel empowered by the Me Too movement, that's important. Yeah, it's not a black or white thing. Like, it's not that easy. Like, there is nuance in these situations. Women 
do lie, but women tell the truth as well. So it's just like, where, where do you where do you fall into that? You just got to let things play out. You got to let due process take its course. And like I said, listen to all women, but believe all proof. Simple as that. All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. All right, when we come back, we got front page news. What are we talking about, Yee? Yes, and let's talk about Ahmad Arbery and these indictments. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. EJ, Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We yeah. are The Breakfast Club. Yeah. Let's get yeah, into some front page cause. news. Yeah, yeah. You all right? You ready? All right, let's go, Yee. All right, first off, we got to talk about justice for Breonna Taylor. So you can join Breonna's family and attorneys, Benjamin Crump and Lanita Baker, uh, Sam Aguiar, activists, celebrities, and concerned citizens. That's going to be happening today at 11 a.m. And you can look at Until Freedom. That's Tamika Mallory's uh, organization. You can look at that Instagram page if you want to know all the information. They're going to have buses available also. It's first come, first serve. So you can go to untilfreedom.com slash Brianna Taylor to get more information on how you two can go and attend the uh, rally for justice for Brianna Taylor. Need another march. Okay. Let me call Tamika. Salute to everybody <laughs> out there today. Hold the line. Appreciate y'all being on the front lines uh, seeking justice for Brianna Taylor. What are they even right. replying back? Do, 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 like, does like the the mayor of that town or who, like the, the police chief, are they even replying back to people that's raising all this noise and making all this hell? Yeah, I, I think they have. all this noise and raising all this hell. As far as I know, I think they did finally just uh, fire one of the police officers, right? Is that correct? Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's a start, but now let's keep it going. So that's Absolutely. something, because you got to think, this happened over three months ago. So right. now that people are making noise. Mm -hmm. mm. All right, NASA, in the meantime, is naming its headquarters after Mary W. Jackson, the agency's first African-American female engineer. They are renaming their headquarters. And so I think that's really, really dope. They said Mary never accepted the status quo. She helped break barriers and open opportunities for African-Americans and women in the field of engineering and technology. She's one of the hidden figures, right? Yep, she's one of the mm -hmm. hidden figures. Okay. All right, now, three men who have been accused in the shooting death of Ahmad Arbery that happened on February 23rd were indicted yesterday by a grand jury, according to a district attorney. Those men are Travis McMichael, his father, Greg McMichael, and William R. Bryan. They were indicted on malice and felony murder charges in Ahmad Arbery's death. They said, we will That's continue right. to be intentional in the pursuit of justice for this family and the community at large as the prosecution of this case continues. Bury them white seeds under the jail. All right? Let's yeah, use them to grow mayonnaise trees. Bye. They can go. All right? I hope they get charged. Well, they got charged. I hope they get convicted. Convicted. We need, yes, we need conditions. Yes. All right, coronavirus, those numbers aren't going anywhere, right? New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut are now requiring travelers from states with high coronavirus rates to quarantine for two weeks. So if you're planning to come to New York, to New Jersey, or to Connecticut, they're saying that if you have a positive test rate higher than 10 per 100,000 residents over a seven-day rolling average, so if your state has a 10% or higher positivity rate over a seven-day rolling average, then they are going to force you to quarantine for two weeks if you come here. So that's for... That. Uh, mm -hmm. Now, how are they going to force somebody to quarantine? If I come here from Miami or uh, one of those hot spots, how are they going to make you quarantine? 
Well, they said each state know, is going to be responsible for their own enforcement of the quarantine. So they said there'll be public relations campaign at airports, highways, and other locations. And uh, Cuomo in New York said that those violating the quarantine could be subject to a judicial order and mandatory quarantine. And fines are $2,000 for the first yep. violation, 5000 for the second, and 10000 if you cause harm. Yeah, I saw the fine thing. I'm going to tell you something. Uh, they can easily track you. You think they're not tracking your black ass right now? You not think you don't think they're tracking all of us? We walking around with the tracking thousands of people that come. Day. The thousands yes. of people that come back from Miami and Orlando. You think they're going to track the thousands of people and make them quarantine? Yes. No way. No way. No. I do. Absolutely. They're going to be sitting next Especially to you when you day. go to the barbershop. Or they're going to be sitting next to you when you go get something to eat. Listen, here's uh, the thing. Well, the city got the, the city got to make some money back. So if they finding the hell out of people, they're going to get that bread. Okay. I saw them fines yesterday. I said, oh, they not playing. They're going to be on your ass. Don't try to put your phone on airplane mode. I see you. What? You try to put your phone on airplane mode right now so they can't track you. They know where you at. I didn't go to Miami. What are you talking about? Now, you're going to have to get quarantined after she come back from, from her vacation. Oh, they definitely, they definitely locking her up. <laughs> I don't think y'all know. I don't, did, you see, did you see the video of what happens when you travel to Jamaica? I ain't nope. talking about when you travel to Jamaica. I'm talking about when you bring your ass back here. <laughs> okay. You have to get tested you... to go there. We're staying in one villa, so everybody in my villa is getting tested. And then if you do test positive, then they're going to quarantine you away from the villa. So, you know, and obviously if somebody does test positive, then we'll all have to quarantine. So that's yeah, what it is. But we I... all get tested as soon as we land. So there's no way to get around that. And then you have to go straight to the villa where you're staying, where you won't be in contact with other people. You also get your temperature checked when you land as well. Now, where do you quarantine though? Like if you, if you land there and you got a villa that you're supposed to be staying in, what the hell are they just going to throw you at in Jamaica? Well, they have places where you can quarantine. So they have uh, they have places set up for you in case you're yeah, not going right. to be around. Every- yeah, they do. <laughs> you, 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 this you, actually you happened to somebody I know when they landed. And, and this wasn't even because she got tested. Her and her son, had they took everybody off the plane because the rules changed while she was flying there. And they had to quarantine at a specific uh, place. All of the people there in one space quarantined for two weeks together before they could even go to their resort. But the way that it is now in Jamaica, when you land, you have to fill out a form before you even go. And you have to do that prior to 72 hours and they check your health records and all of that. And then when you land, they take your temperature and then you have to go to a doctor where they actually uh, administer the coronavirus test for you. And then you have to go straight to your hotel. And they also have an app that you have to download. Unless you test going. positive. So, if you, <laughs> yeah, if you all test that, positive, all that for a little have, vacation for seven days, all that, you got to go uh, through all that. To stay by the beach? You got a beach in Brooklyn, Yee? But from, from what I saw, from what people were saying out there that actually were traveling, they're saying that it feels a lot safer than anywhere else they've been here in the United States. But, but you've been here. You don't know who you've mm-hmm. been in contact with. You've been out. You mixy. Okay? I definitely have not been out in Mixie. We do have a juice All bar right. that I have gone to because it's a business that I own. It's essential business. And everybody has to be in there with their gloves on and with their masks on. So that's pretty safe. Uh, and the only other VK. people I've seen is... You know, I hope that quarantine headquarters. In, I hope that quarantine headquarters in Jamaica is five star. I hope they got <laughs> Wi-Fi. Somebody in your party gonna end up there. All right. No, <laughs> no if, one, if one end up there, they all Guaranteed. gotta go. If, they, if one person <laughs> on the plane, they all gotta go. We talk about because they all in vicinity. <laughs> everybody already. Everybody I'm going with has already gotten tested. Hey, but you gotta get, get tested again. Again. You gotta right. get tested, you get tested again. again when you land. So they so. stuck. They stuck the thing up your nose, yeah? Yep. <laughs> you lying, man. I you heard lying. it in your voice. Lying. You heard it in they did. Voice. No, they did. Did you make a test? 
The Jamaican test different though. They not like the American <laughs> test. Jamaican, it's the same Jamaican, exact way. Jamaican test Trust more me, accurate. I've already, test more accurate. <laughs> I've already done all my research. You know that the before I decided more to go. But I think what is really important, though, is that, you know, for the people that work there in tourism, it is has been very difficult. As you can see, a lot of people have been furloughed or laid off. So it is important to stimulate the economies in all these places, too, that we care about. Don't yeah. try to use that, okay? <laughs> all we're we saying is we just want y'all to be true. clear when y'all get there, okay? I, I guarantee you somebody in your crew going to have get test positive, test positive for corona. How many of y'all is it? Four. Is Natina going with you? Because <laughs> Natina been, been out and about. She's been in Atlanta. Natina, Mixie. She's Mixie. been in Florida. Mixie. <laughs> I wasn't going to say it, but she's been Mixie, 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 Mixie. Passport <laughs> is expired, FYI. <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's front page news. Now when Man, we come back. too funny. Chloe and Hallie will be joining us. We'll kick it with Chloe and Hallie when we come back. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We have some special guests on the line right now. They have an album out called The Ungodly Hour. We have Chloe and Hallie. Welcome, ladies. Hi. Before no, we start, I do want to just say congratulations on the new album. Just before, just to get it out there, uh, the Ungodly Hour. So dope piece of work, and we're going to talk about it because you guys touch on some topics that I can't and wait thank to discuss. You so much. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. How are you two angelic uh, sisters? How, how do y'all have an album called the Ungodly Hour? Everything about y'all seems godly. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. So the reason why we decided to call this album Ungodly Hour was exactly that. I mean, everybody has this perception of us as being these two little perfect angels. But for this album, we kind of wanted to show another side of us, show the side that people do not see um, during the ungodly hour. Because, you know, in in those late hours, you're thinking about all your insecurities and your flaws and um, all of the bad things and the naughty things. And we just kind of wanted to put that all in the album and let people hear that side of us. Um, to see the layers that it is to be um, a woman, all it is to be. So, yeah, that's why. I saw you were originally going to call it The Trouble with Angels. We always like to mood board, so we like always get inspired for each project. And so we put like four poster boards together before we started working, and we put like a bunch of like naked photos on there to show like us bearing our souls and vulnerabilities. And then there was a phrase that we found in like this editorial mag that said The Trouble with Angels. And we were like, we want to do something with that. We don't know what it will symbolize for us right now, but we like it because we want to show like all of the things people don't know about us. So mm-hmm. it's fun funny to see how the album is eventually called Ungodly Hour and how that phrase inspired us so much throughout the eight months we created this album. So mm-hmm. basically, y'all just the perfect balance of ratchetness and righteousness. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> got you, Atlanta, got you, so got we gotta you, got have you. some of that strength Gotcha. Now, how is it? I saw y'all actually produced and co-wrote on this album, too, as well, like a majority of the songs. So was that out of necessity because you weren't getting what you wanted from other people or was that always the plan? Well, my sister and I, we are very big on our artistic integrity and musicianship. And that's always number one for us because we're music lovers at heart. Being women, you know, my beautiful sister is an amazing female producer. Most of the times we get in these studios with all of the big producers boy wonder and scott Schwartz, and they're blown away by her tracks and it's really inspiring for us to 
always have a foot in what we do creatively. It's very important to us. Um, everything that we touch, we write and we produce because it's our story um, at the end mm -hmm. of the day and everybody else kind of really just helps enhance that. Um, but yeah, mostly this album was all done by us in our little garage. Well, how are you guys quarantining right now and, and, and how difficult it is it to, to, to get out there and, and express and show your music right now? You know, honestly, it's been kind of fun and easy because we've been doing everything from home. Uh, you know, my sister, she was going to be in London right now filming for The Little Mermaid and we would have been separated and we never mm -hmm. really figured out how we would be promoting this album, being in two places at once. So I always feel like God's plan is better than any plan we could come up with. Mm -hmm. So I feel like right. oddly this worked out and for like any of the virtual performances we have to do, we do it in our backyard on our tennis court when yeah. we have fun. Coming really up, fun. Yeah, with like new creative ideas. So I think it's kind of been working in our favor. I always okay. try to look at like the positive outlook of things. Mm. So, so how far has Little Mermaid got put got pushed back? Um, not. I mean, I can't really tell you much. But when I was <laughs> out there, it was so much fun. I mean, I was rehearsing for three months out in London. My family and I, we all went over there. Chloe was with me for a month, and it was such a beautiful experience. And so, since the whole world is kind of paused until this all goes away. Um, I cannot wait to get back. Oh, so, oh, so, you know so how, how close are y'all to being done, though? Like 75? Um, we are, I'll just say we're not finished yet. <laughs> okay. There you go. <laughs> I want to ask you, ladies, since you are together a lot of times, do you ever feel like, okay, I need some time apart, and how does that happen, especially during quarantine? Yeah, what I appreciate about the two of us is that, like, we're two completely different individuals. Like, Sometimes I feel like we're twins, but then other times I'm like, no, we're different because Hallie's an Aries, I'm a Cancer, so naturally we have, like, our differences. And whenever Hallie needs her space or I do, it's easy to communicate that with each other. Uh, you know, it's pretty easy. At first it was hard adjusting with our whole family of five, but we still live with our family and just being in each other's space for, like, the first month of quarantine. Yeah. So once we kind of got in the rhythm and the group of things, it got a lot of easier, a yeah. lot easier. Have y'all ever not liked someone the other person was dating? Oh, like, oh yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Strong, strongly. That was yeah. a strong year. That, that, that might have happened yesterday. <laughs> They're like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> who is this? <laughs> tell us who he is right now. We want to know. Because you look too disgusted. We see, like, the best in each other. Yeah. And, like, we know, like, our highs and highs. And we know it takes a strong man to handle us because... Our dad has kind of raised us to be strong, independent woman, women, and we don't really settle for anything less than we deserve. So when we see, like, our best friend with someone that we does, think they could do better than, it's like, yeah. But doesn't really live up to yeah. all that her glory is. Yeah, of course yeah. we're going to say something. And I'm the first one to say something because I'm very straight up. So <laughs> How are those conversations like when you're telling your I sister, mean, like, look, I don't like him? <laughs> Yeah, it's like that. Yeah, it's like, okay, well, <laughs> this is not your life, and that's okay. And we really respect that about each other because sometimes you have to let somebody else do their thing in their life and let that play out. And sometimes <laughs> you're completely wrong. And sometimes it's like, you know, girl, I was right. <laughs> well, what are y'all looking for, though? When you see your sister dating somebody, what are you looking for in that person? Like, what makes them worthy? I just want of to see someone who makes my sister really, really happy and helps her reach like her fullest, fullest potential. Because that's someone I want for me. I want to learn from a man. I want them to mm. teach me things. And that would be hard to find because I know a lot of things. I think I'm pretty okay. smart. So, right. I, and I want 
someone who isn't intimidated by a woman's success. That would be wonderful as well. Yeah, that's the one. Because yeah. we're really, I feel like at this age that we are, we're very blessed. And a lot of the guys our age aren't really... Um, they as have blessed. not gotten to a certain point in their lives that uh, mm-hmm. that we have because we're very blessed, you know? So but we also work hard, too. Yeah, and we also mm-hmm. work very hard for what we have. So sometimes you have to get a guy who's, like, really strong mm-hmm. and is, like, confident and really supports you and, and doesn't have an ego that kind of gets in the way of, mm-hmm. of that support, you know? Just somebody to care. Yeah. All right, we got more with Chloe and Holly. When we come back, let's get into their single. It's called Do It. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. That was Do It from Chloe and Halle. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking in with Chloe and Halle. Yee. Well, Chloe, now you're 22, and Halle, uh, you're 20, right? Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. All right. Michael Yeah, Oh, that's exciting. So how has that been, though? Because we saw y'all, like, as young girls growing up, and now with this album, just talking so much about relationships and being out with your girls and, you know, even sexuality. As you said, you wanted to express your sexuality on this album as well. So what has that journey and that response been like for you? The journey has been natural for us because we bear our complete souls in our music and music is so therapeutic for us. As we're evolving as young women, the music will naturally evolve with us as well. We're very private with our personal life, but it's funny hearing and seeing how people will try to like puzzle piece stories together. And it's really fun to see how people can do that through the music. So I'm really happy with how it's being received. Now this album had people dragging, they had people dragging Diggy Simmons. And they were like, look, he didn't, we don't even know if this song is about him and we don't know what happened. We know y'all broke up, Chloe, but we see people were going in on Diggy like he cheated on her and he was hitting up her friends all because of Busy Boy. (laughs) Busy Boy is dedicated to like all the playboys in the world who are like so, so, so handsome. And it's like, y'all got a good connection because you know he messed with other women too. So that's what that song's about. Oh, that's that y'all call that? That's the clean version. We call <laughs> that. Like, we call that dirty. That we call we call that dirty <laughs> niggas. That's what we call. Them. Gracious, in my day, in my day, in my day, in my day, that's what we used to call them. Yeah, and you guys will be at the um, on the virtual BET Hip Hop Awards. Y'all got nominated, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so how does that work? Do y'all perform from the backyard? Or, like, how how is that? How is that working? Exactly. I mean, we have been performing from our backyard. It's been really fun because we don't have to leave the house. So How like, difficult is that, though, with no audience? Nobody watching, nobody cheering. It's just like... It's easier to me. You got to treat the camera like your audience. You kind of got to forget it. You know, y'all opened the album with a saying that has gotten me fired at least three times. Uh, don't, don't ask for permission, ask for forgiveness. I know what that means to me, but what does that, what does that mean to you? So why we wanted to open up the album with that is because we're not going to apologize for being ourselves and bearing our souls. We don't do this for outside validation. And if we insult anybody by being unapologetically young black women and feeling strong in that, then that's okay. We would rather do that, put our complete confidence and our head held high up first and then ask for forgiveness later, you know? Mm-hmm. Question, was it, was it hard? I know you said it's easy working with your sister. Was it hard working with your little boyfriend, Diggy, on Grownish when y'all doing Grownish? <laughs> Goodness gracious. What I love about working on Grownish is that we're all like a big, happy family. 
like the energy is so good. Everyone on set, we're all chill and we're all friends. And I can't wait to go back to filming. It's really, really fun. I love y'all media training. I think you guys are incredible. I know, right? That was good. They did a great (laughs) job. But even with the ex there, what if the ex is back for the next season? We're we're friends. We're good. Everything's good. Okay. Mm-hmm. When they were dragging him <laughs> online, did he hit you up and was like, say something, say that the song's not about me, because they were definitely going in. Did, did y'all at least have a conversation about that? He was very supportive. <laughs> was be- now, have y'all ever gone through the phones? Of creating an album? So what I really, truly appreciate about being signed to Beyonce is that she lets us find our own selves through the music, and everything we've created, it's come from us. So then we'll send the music to her once we feel like we've gotten it in a good place. And usually she'll send like a long list of notes for songs and stuff. But when we sent the album, you know, we really had close to no notes. We were like, she must really like this project. Yeah, that was mm-hmm. great. Wow. Yeah. And every time she posted or supports our original music, it means the absolute world to us. We still get starstruck every time. So it's just we're in a pretty good situation because I know for some artists they can't do that. You know, we get to mm-hmm. executive produce all of our projects, produce and write all of them and work with people we want to work with. And she'll even bring in her expertise sometimes too. Like it was her idea to, for us to work with Scott Storch. We never met him before, but we've always been mm-hmm. friends. And through working with Scott, we had like five or six sessions and we do it with him and we made lonely with him. I That's want to talk about a couple of the themes on the album because it is a lot about relationships, right? All right. Now, have you ever uh, done something to a guy y'all talk about on the song Catch Up, right? With, with Sway Lee. Uh, have you ever done back to him what he did to you? If he treated you foul and started talking to somebody else, have you ever done it back as revenge? I haven't. I haven't. Although I am very petty, I feel like the most I would do... Because like, <laughs> you're a cancer! Yeah, <laughs> yeah you understand. It's like, I'm like a one-woman person, so when I like someone, I'm laser-focused on them, but when I feel like you're not on the same level, then I'll like finally respond to these other people who've been constantly hitting steps that I've been ignoring for a long time. And then I'll do that. That's my revenge. And then I don't feel bad. (laughs) Have you ever contacted uh, the other woman? No. Reached out to another woman? Never. And I never I won't do that. No. Because you're in a relationship (laughs) with a guy. You're not in a relationship with a woman. Whether or not she knew you were in a relationship with him, you're not with her. So, yeah. I don't don't get that going to the other woman. Yeah. Have you ever cheated? No. No. I believe Hallie, it. you look a little, you smirking, Hallie. <laughs> she said she believe in karma. I've never done that to somebody, ever. Have you ever hit a guy in the DM, anybody in their DM before? No, we don't hit up first. We might respond rarely. I don't, okay. but we don't first. <laughs> hey. Are you both single? Yes, yeah. Are you dating? No. Oh, sort of, yeah. I mean, you can't really in quarantine. Well, I can't. Yeah, you can't quarantine. really. Like, what is dating in quarantine? You I mean, could be on FaceTime dating so and having cute. Is that kind of dating or just talking? Listen, I feel like this quarantine time of getting to know somebody is actually a good time because y'all have those really deep conversations That's before true. you hook up in person. So, are you having That's deep true. conversations? Yeah. Uh, big open yeah. conversation. No, I have. Yeah. <laughs> Goodness All crazy. right, we're, we're keeping our eyes on you, okay, ladies? But yeah, I do want to say, every time I, every time I see y'all out, you guys are so sweet and amazing. And so I just love the journey to see when y'all were young, to see y'all as beautiful women still doing the thing and expressing yourself and growing in this music business and in acting and everything else. So I just want to commend you for that. You guys are amazing. 
Thank, thank you. you so much. Yeah, so thanks for all of you guys always supporting us. It really means a lot. So thank you. Speaking of your acting, I saw uh, Tamara Mowry say, well, so a fan said that they want her to do a, a third movie of, of Twitches. Yes. And suggested <laughs> that you two play her daughters. Would y'all would ever consider that? Heck yeah. We love them. <laughs> we just think they look too young to play our mom. They look so good. But I'm down. I am down for anything Twitches. Yeah. Well, thank you, ladies, for joining us. We appreciate it. And y'all be safe out there. And don't let them boys bother y'all. Thank y'all so much. It's Chloe. It's Hallie. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Have a good one, guys. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Yo. Yee just left. Yee just dipped. Hello. I don't even see you anymore. Well, good morning. What's happening? Uh, Shout out to Chloe and Hallie for... uh, Huh? Yes. Go ahead. I was going to say shout out to Chloe and Hallie for joining us this morning. What you reading? Uh, I was reading um, a text message. I'm very excited about the Jada Kiss versus uh, Fabulous um, versus that's coming up. I know Angelie is talking about that in her rumor report, so we'll discuss mm-hmm. it more. But I am very excited about that. That is Me that too. is a very that is a very uh, uncle. Uncle excitement. Yeah, and it's on my born day. It's Monday, right? Yeah, Monday. Monday is my born day. That is, yes, that's one of those. For me, in the era that I grew up in, I am very excited to see Jada Kiss uh, versus, versus Fabulous. Yeah, and this is going to be, um, me and uh, Clue are actually doing the after party uh, in the same building, so it's going to be a lot of fun. They got some exclusives that they're releasing as well. So it's, it's going to be it's gonna be a good battle. I know you 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 you, you got your, right, your no, money no, don't say Don't say how I feel. We'll talk about it in Rumor Report. <laughs> don't say how I feel. We will discuss in Rumor Report. I'll tell you how I feel. In I just don't, just don't use the word wash. I love Fab and I love Jada. Don't, don't we'll you say it. We'll discuss in Rumor don't Report. Don't you say it. We, because we're not talking about, we're not, I mean, you know what, we'll discuss Don't, don't, don't talk to me. We'll talk we'll about, talk it, in about it in the rumor report. All right. All right. Rumors are up next. And your bed looks stupid. Your bed my bed, my bed is real. Why are you, why are you uh, looking at my bed? Looking, your bed no, looks no. stupid because you put you put a fresh you put a fresh paint job on there. No, I did not. You yes, can pull it. Look, you can yes, even you see. Did. Why did I explain to you? No, I didn't. No, I, I didn't. You can I even can see why, why are you looking at me so close? It looked like it looked like a tattoo. It's very distracting. I'm looking at you through the phone because we both broadcasted from the house and it looks stupid. My wife like it. I'm not doing it for you unless you go, you're going to tree hug me. But my wife like it. That's all that matters. She, she hates how you messing up the pillow sheets. She can't stand having <laughs> to wash Beijing off the pillow sheets all the time. <laughs> no okay. matter what and y'all I got, do. And you y'all got little hate. babies. Hold on. And y'all got little kids, so you got to clean drawers with feces in them and, and pillow sheets with with Beijing on them. No on, matter man. what better, I man. do, you do will better. Hate. Do if better, King. If I grow king. my hair, if I do grow better, my king. Hair, you will say it's fake. If I grow my beard, you will say it's fake. Whatever I do, you will say is fake. You're a hater. Oh, well, guess what? Stop doing, stop doing fake. It's not. It's my real. You know what? It's just I'm that not, simple. You know what? It's that I'm not simple. talking to you. Rumors on. Rumors up next is the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Listen up. It's just in. All the gossip. Gossip. The rumor report. Gossip. Angela. Angela Yee. It's the rumor report. The Breakfast Club. Well, Nicki Minaj has activated her barbs, and that is to light up ASAP Ferg's comments. She said, you got to light up his comments every day if you want Move Your Hips. It's a song that snippets have been leaked out of. Here's what it sounds like. Move my hips, okay. Tell him to go to not to stay. Hey, baby, it's okay. I have been having one hell of a day. Yay. Feeling about all of my shades. Then I pull up in the cherry Mercedes. Yay. Strip every shortcake here. Chinese bangs with my two braids. Hey. Straight from out of the Queens. Headed to Harlem now. Got the pandemic gone and it's brawling now. Already body plain Jane and we mobbing. That's cause all these fake J 
Yeah, Clue actually premiered that. We do a show called Monday Night Mixtape every uh, Monday from 10 to midnight, and Clue premiered that a couple of weeks ago. I heard that Kaluminati yeah. dropped, so Clue has it. We should light up Clue's comments. Yeah, that yo. might work. That Nicki Minaj verse on that ASAP Ferg record is so hard. Drop on the Clues bonds for Nicki Minaj. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I, I'm not a hater. I give props where props is due. She got busy on that record with uh, ASAP Ferg. So Let's light Nicki up Minaj. DJ Clues comments. He could drop that. Envy, you I- can... Clue, Clue definitely didn't send it to me, and I don't think he played it again. I think he just played it that one time. But uh, I'm going to see Clue this weekend, so I'm definitely going to um, try to get it from his laptop. Oh, you're going out this weekend? Yeah, I got to do Monday Night Mixtape. Mm. But I would All be right. masked up, and I'm not traveling. And we saw you take a picture with self as well. Yeah, that's, that was a bad one. Um, yeah, okay. Anyway, there's another song that she's saying you can light up Kim Kardashian's comments, and that's a Kanye West single. It's called New Body, and here's that. So apparently the rumor is that was supposed to be on his Yandi album. Oh, you know what? I think I actually heard that verse before. All right, well, yes, so everybody's lighting up the comments right now trying to hear these Nicki Minaj songs. All right, now, Tiana... That was was supposed to be on a Kanye record. I did hear that, yeah. That was supposed to be on a Kanye album. All right, and Tiana Taylor has revealed that Erica Badu is going to help her out when it's time for her to give birth. She was on with Nick Cannon, and here's what she said. You having this one at the crib, too? Is that going to be a a sight? You know what's crazy? Even though the the Junie story is crazy, it kind of put me in a comfort zone where I don't don't know if I want to go to the hospital for this next baby. Yeah, I'm considering home birth, and I'm actually going to be doing it with... um, Oh, wow. That's I'm beautiful. I'm super excited. So I'm going to have her just sing her verse from Low Key to Me. Erica Badula. Okay. That's dope. That's dope. Mm-hmm. Uh, doulas are great. You know, my, 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 my third daughter, my wife was able to have uh, a vaginal birth because she had a C-section for our second daughter. And they always tell you that, you know, after you have a C-section, you got to keep having C-sections. But because of uh, Miss Lathan Thomas, Mama Glow, uh, she was able to have a, a vaginal birth. So doulas are great. Yeah, Erica Badu is a certified doula. She delivered all three of her children at home, and she's also helped 40 mothers safely have their babies as well. So she's part of the baby's welcoming committee, she said. That's dope. All right, now, Beyonce, the beehive is angry, and that's because of a post that Britney Spears put up. Now, Britney Spears posted a picture with the bee on it. We know that, you know, the queen bee is Beyonce, and I guess Britney Spears also calls herself queen bee. I don't know. I, I don't know because I don't follow. Never, never yeah, heard never that heard in that. my life. I only acknowledge two queen bees. That's that's little Kim and Beyonce. Right. So she had instructed, and people call her queen. She said, and Brittany said to all my fans who call me queen bee, I believe this would be more accurate. Accurate. And then she put the winky face and some bee emojis and a bee with the crown on it, and the beehive went crazy. I don't think she meant any harm by it. Perhaps she might not have known what the beehive is like. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what well, that here's the thing. You ever, is all you, about. You ever seen My Girls? You ever seen the great classic movie My Girls? Thomas J. was allergic to bees, okay? When he walked in the woods, he didn't mean to run into that beehive, but he did. And then guess what? He was at what? the funeral without his glasses. So that's what happened to Britney Spears yesterday. She ran into a beehive. She had no idea the beehive was there. Okay. Well, Little Kim's a queen bee also, right? That is a fact. Yes. 
Lil Kim before and Beyonce that. is who I acknowledge as Queen Bees. Right. So I don't know. I, who knows? But she. De- I don't well, know how you could is, not know that. But mm-hmm. the difference between Lil Kim and Beyonce is that when Lil Kim was, you know, at the top of her game, there was no social media, so she didn't have an emoji. So Beyonce got an emoji. She got the bees. All right, now Fab and Jadakiss are doing the versus battle. We've been wondering who Fab was going to battle and uh, Jadakiss as well. So the two of them are going against each other. That should be a good one. That's happening on the 29th at 8 p.m. That's Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern, and you can stream it on Instagram Live or on Apple Music. So, you know, I got to ask, what you think? This is going to be a good one. This is going to be a good one. Jadakiss and... Jada Kiss by a landslide. Uh, I like, I love, I love Fab no and I love Jada Kiss. But I think that when we compare these verses, we, we're thinking lyrics and rhymes. But it's not about lyrics and rhymes. It's about songs. When you think about anthems, right? Because this is what the verse Correct. is about. It's about big records. Correct. Jada Kiss has more anthems. Now, Fab got more commercial, commercially successful singles. Correct. But Jada but, but, got more street anthems. What's going to happen when he play the champions here? He got to start with that. What's going to happen when you play that Everywhere we go, people want to know. What's going to happen when you play We Gonna Make It? What's going to happen when you play his records with Big? Because he got real songs with Big, not no no made up. What's going to happen when Jadakiss plays Last Days? When Jadakiss plays the, the, the freestyle for Cream? What happens when Jadakiss plays Right By Your, uh, by your Side? Right, but huh? then you could say what you, what's going to happen when Fab plays Make Me Better or Throw It In The Bag or You Be Killing Them. Oh, come on. See what, what? I'm saying? You, what? you named what? all... Listen to what you just said. You named all... And by the way, I they love those singles. records, but those, those are all commercial singles. I'm those talking singles. about big street, big street anthems for the verses. He got Breeze, on, Keeping It Gangster. Fab got Brooklyn. He got a lot of records as well. We got a lot of yeah, records I think well. I have to say, I, I think, honestly don't know who's going to win this one. I think this is a really... But that's what it's Fab's supposed to be about, right? Say, Fab got some joints. That's how you know uh, it's a good battle happened, when you don't know who's going to win. Yeah, and what happened when Jada, Jada got so much, he could play records from the locks. He could play records that he wrote for Puff. He could play his own solo records. Man, come on, man. Show discipline with Nas. Blood pressure. Breathe easy. I already said by your side. Like, yo, listen, I love Fab. Fab gets busy. But I'm just Fab talking about when it comes a to a versus. of records. All right. That's all I'm going to say. Fab okay. got a lot of d- records. A lot of this is going to depend on what songs they put against each other. I think that's really what it is, what songs they choose and what goes against what. Because we all know that really plays a, a large part in who wins the battle. This song oh, versus Jada. this song. You'll be killing them. Fab, Fab could go any which way. Yeah, he, go, again, he got joints you're naming, you're, stack you're naming all the great commercial records. with all these people. Fab got, Fab got joints, too. Fab got joints with, 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 with when he did the joints with Joe Buttons and, and Stack Bundles, the street joints. He he got why wouldn't I? Fab got joints. You're being very New York uh regional right now. And you people not? don't know those records all across the country. No. A I lot of records, records, yo, Ed shit. Oh, that, Ed kiss, sh- that kiss got that people won't know. There's there's a lot there's of New York my, records for both of them. My guy, Ed Sheeran, right? That's my guy. Okay. Ed Sheeran can rap by your side verbatim. He can rap Jada Kiss's verse by your side verbatim because he said that him and his man from London used to ride around listening to that record all the time. Jada is a Jada is a and I'm not saying Fab's not. I'm just saying that Jada Kiss Jada Kiss is universally accepted, and I just think he got bigger street anthems than Fab. Fab got and the commercial so records on lock. Right. So it's Fab got they the commercial go, they records go back, on lock. They got to go back and forth. It's it's a matter of all what right. you look. Guys, got records this is enough, with Wayne, this is enough of this battle. Rumor report is over. We good. got some songs to play. We got some commercials to play. I'm Angela Yee. That's your rumor report. All right. Charlotte.
He's long as hell. Yes. <laughs> Who you giving that donkey to? Uh, we need Rudy Giuliani to come to the front of the congregation. We'd like to have a word with him. I'm so embarrassed that that was ever our mayor. Embarrassing. Word. All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. The world has looked a lot emptier than usual, but America's small businesses didn't disappear. Many have been here all along on eBay, getting us the things we need. And in return, we give them the business they need. eBay, where America's small businesses live. You don't hear the date, you you dumb ass. You get don't hear the date, you you dumb ass. You are a donkey. It's time for Donkey of the Day. Donkey of the Day, huh? I'm going to fatten all that shit around your eye. They want this man to throw them blows, man. They wait for Charlemagne to tap these gloves. Let's go. They had to make a judgment of who was going to be on the Donkey of the Day. They chose you. Yeah. The Breakfast Club, bitches. Who's Donkey of the Day today? Donkey of the Day for Thursday, June 25th goes the former mayor of New York City, Rudy Giuliani. Let me tell you something. Okay, I love the moment we are in right now in this country. The reason I love this moment is because for the most part, it's so honest. America, as we know it, has been a lie. If you are black in this country, a woman in this country, gay in this country, any marginalized person in this country, you might as well wipe your ass with the Constitution. It doesn't apply to you. Let's tear it up and try again. Because when it was written, it didn't have us in mind. Okay, what FUBU is to black people, for us, by us, America is to old white men, for them, by them. Okay, this country is a custom-made one-on-one. You can't get this nowhere else. This is an exclusive sneaker designed specifically for Caucasians, in particular ca Caucasian males, and the colorway on that sneaker is white. Okay, white on white. And now that black people in this generation have the audacity, the unmitigated gall, the balls, to demand exactly what this country advertises, right? We, ha we, we have the to demand what this country advertises. We want them to give it to us, okay? Because we are citizens, which is freedom, justice, and equality. White people are losing their minds. Oh, man, 2020 is the year to reveal. 2020 has given us all 2020 vision so we can clearly see what's going on in this country. That other side of America that black folks have been talking about forever, that other side of America that Meek Mill just made a song about, oh, that side of America is on full display for the world to see. Now, Rudy Giuliani was on Fox News this week on Laura Ingram's show, terrified, white lion, putting black people's lives in danger because he, in the immortal words of Chuck D and Public Enemy, has a fear of a black planet, okay? Warning on this clip, the mayonnaise is spicy with this one. Okay, this is that spicy mayo. There's a lot of hot sauce in this one, maybe even some sriracha. Let's listen to what Rudy Giuliani had to say on Fox News. It should be quite plain to every American who can see through the propaganda that Antifa, Black Lives Matter, the communists, and their allies are executing a plan they wrote about four or five years ago, including Black Lives Matter. They want to destroy our government. They wrote then they want to do away with the police. They want to empty out the prisons. Uh, they want to internationalize our government. They want to do away with our system of courts. And they want to take your property away and give it to other people. This is an orchestrated effort. It is no longer a protest about Mr. Floyd. Right. That ended a long time ago. Uh, people who say they're favorable to Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter wants to come and take your house away from you. They want to take your property away from you. Yeah. They want to let criminals wow. out no. of prison. All criminals out of well, prison. Groups, they are groups, groups that are aligning themselves. And they're anti-American. Wah, wah, wah. I'm a white baby. Do you see what is happening here, America? 
Once again, during an election year, they are drawing a line in the sand saying we are over here and they are over there. Rudy Giuliani is creating an us versus them mentality. Black people have always been America's boogeyman, but now Rudy and the other old white men are rallying the troops. They want a civil war in these streets. Black Lives Matter wants to come and take your house away from you. They want to take property away from you. They want to let all criminals out of prison. They're anarchists and they're anti-American. Rudy, stop being a sucker and just say what you want to say. Kill those n****s, okay? Sorry, Toronto. They don't like me using the N-word in Toronto, but that's what Rudy is basically saying. See, black people are already looked at as a threat in this country. Rudy is 76 years old. He's always felt like black people were a threat. This is nothing new to him. Now he's just giving white supremacist groups and white militias the green light, giving them an excuse to do what America likes to do anyway, and that's wage war on black people. Trust me, Fox News hosts and commentators been on this, okay? By the way, Tucker Carlson told his viewers, BLM, we're going to eliminate police and replace them with woke militias who would then secure power for liberals across the country. Listen to these white lies. The media, in their relentlessly fawning coverage, usually describe Black Lives Matter as an activist group or a protest movement. But that's deception by understatement. Black Lives Matter is not a collection of marchers with signs. It's not a conventional political lobby like Planned Parenthood or the NRA. It's not pressuring Congress to pass some narrow new set of laws. Black Lives Matter is far more ambitious than that. It is working to remake the country and then to control it. Black Lives Matter is getting exactly what they want. And that is the most basic sign of strength. Strength is the most appealing quality to voters and to people and to animals. Black Lives Matter believes in force. They flood the streets with angry young people who break things and they hurt anyone who gets in the way. When they want something, they take it. Make them mad and they will set your business on fire. Annoy them and they will occupy your downtown and declare a brand new country. You're not gonna do anything about it. They know that for certain. Let me tell you something. A man who has a street named after him in every city in this country, Frederick Douglass once said, power concedes nothing without demand. It never has and never will. My fellow black Americans, we have to demand our full rights that this country advertises it gives its citizens so that we have the power we need to function. We're not asking for anything more than what this country has already promised us, and we're not asking for anything more than what we deserve, because truth be told, the only way this country could ever atone for its original sin, which is slavery, is through legislation and reparations. But there really isn't a number that would justify what black people have gone through in this country. You cannot put a price point on our pain. But black people also remember that we deserve whatever good we get. We are owed that by this country. So if us demanding what's ours, which is our civil rights and some form of equity package for building this country for free, if that makes racists uncomfortable, if that makes base bigots bitter, then good. So be it. Okay, I am not America's enemy. I am an enemy of white supremacy. I am an enemy of systemic racism, period, as you should be. The reason Rudy Giuliani and Tucker Carlson are talking that way because they are terrified of one thing and one thing only. And that, my friends, is cracker-ass karma. See, a cracker is a racist, bigot, white supremacist, prejudiced, privileged, pale human. Not a regular white person. Not, there's, there's people that happen to be white, and then there's cracker-ass crackers. And cracker-ass crackers are afraid of cracker-ass karma. I repeat, a cracker is a racist, bigot, white supremacist, prejudiced, privileged, pale human. And crackers are afraid of their karma because they know what they have done to oppress and marginalize black people and other groups in this country. So that white guilt is eating them alive because they think eventually all the evil they have done is going to come back to them. And they are correct.
But it's not going to be black people administering that revenge. No, it's going to be God, the universe. That's just the way the game works. You can't escape it. I mean, you could, Rudy, but you don't have what it takes. See, one surefire way to create good karma and reverse cracker-ass evil karma is to tell the truth. Anytime you tell a lie, even if it's a small one, you set yourself up for deceit and hidden agendas from other people. And I just played several white lies from you and Tucker Carlson. So I don't know what to tell you other than if you don't like diversity, Rudy Giuliani, then you are going to hate heaven. So maybe you should thank God you're going to hell. Please let Chelsea Handler give Rudy Giuliani the biggest hee-haw. Hee-haw, hee-haw. That is way too much Dan mayonnaise. And listen, for all the white people listening to this who think black people want to take over the world, please listen to these words from the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. Uh, we don't want to become black supremacists. We just want to dismantle white supremacy. Listen. Whites fear violence from us. We do not have a history of killing white people. White people have a history of killing us. And what you fear, and it's a deep guilt thing, that white folks suffer, you are afraid that if we ever come to power, we will do to you and your fathers what you and your people have done to us. And I think you are judging us by the state of your own mind, and that is not necessarily the mind of black people. Once again, we don't want to become black supremacists. We just want to dismantle white supremacy. My name is Leonard McKelvey. And I approve this message. All right. Well, thank you for that donkey of the day. Now, when we come mm -hmm. back, ask ye. 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice or any type of advice, call ye now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. What you want to know? Baby mama issues? Need some words of wisdom? Call up now for Ask Ye. 800-585-1051. The Breakfast Club. Come on, Relationship advice? Need personal advice? Just need real advice. Call up now for Ask Yee. Keep it real. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. It's time for Ask Yee. Hello, who's this? Yo, what's going on? I'm going to be anonymous, man. You want to be what? Anonymous. I want to know. Yeah. Anonymous. <laughs> anonymous. All right. What's, what's yeah, your question for Yee? Um. Well, I've been talking to this to this woman, man, for a little while, and um, she uh, she seemed like she's not strong enough, man. Like she let me get away with a lot of stuff. Get away um, with like, what do like, you do? I don't, I don't do nothing, but it just seemed like I could, you know. Everything I say, it goes, you know. So it's just like she don't have her own mind, you know. I care for so her. So just, she just trusts to be you. Hurt. She trusts you and believes you, and you have a problem with that? Uh, yeah, because she just, you know, she just she she too open. She let me. It's whatever I say, go. You know, I want her to have her own mind. I mean, I, it's like the perfect woman. I can mold her to whatever I want to be, but I don't want that. You know, I'm... You, know, you want a challenge. I'm, I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm not, I, I don't want to accept that, you know? Like, Listen, I, I think... Like that's wrong. You, know, you feel I, like you'll take advantage of her? Yeah, I would feel like it's taking advantage of somebody. Well, what kind of uh, direction are you steering her in that's so wrong? Uh, I don't know. I'm not. I, I I don't see myself being in the wrong. I just I just feel like I'm taking advantage of it because it's you know it's whatever I say go, and I try not to to lead on to that. You know? mm -hmm. Do you treat her really well? Yes, I do. 
So maybe she just trusts you and lets you lead because she likes the way that you treat her also and you're a great person and she trusts you that much. Like, what, what do you want her to challenge you on? Give me an I mean, example. I, want, I want her to have her own say. Like, give me an like example. Like, if you say this is, this is where we're going for, like, what do you mean? Like, give me an example of what she we, does. If I say this is where we're going, this is where we're eating, every day, no matter what, you know. Mm -hmm. You know, to her, it don't matter other than what I say. You know, okay. Do you, a little, little boring sometimes. Do you ever ask her what it is that she wants to do and let her know, like, listen, I want you to make plans sometimes, or I want you to do these things sometimes and step up, and, and I want you to know that's cool. Like, that's what I want you to do. I, I've done that. It, it, it still don't matter. It all comes down to whatever I say, to whatever I do. So you just feel like she's not the one. Uh, I mean, I, I, I care for her. I love her, but mm -hmm. it's just I want her to have her own mindset, you know? You think there's a reason why she acts this way it, as far as how she's uh, been raised or things that have happened to her? I have no idea. I mean, I, I mean, we talked about somewhat on her past, but I really, really don't know everything in detail. Well, if this is something that you feel like is worth trying to salvage and save, then maybe y'all need to go to counseling together so you can get to the root of why she is this way because it might be things about her that you don't know about. You know, I know you said you've asked her, but it might be some things that she even doesn't understand why she acts this way. Right. If that's something that you feel invested in trying to figure out further, you know, and maybe she needs more confidence and maybe she needs to be more assertive and that will help her in life in general. Okay. Yeah, I just don't want to be that dude to, to actually run with that. And, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm okay with it, but at the end, it just, it makes me feel bad, you know? Right. Like well, I'm listen, if you're, if, if you're not leading her in a way that feels like it's destructive or harmful to her and she trusts you, I understand that there's times that she should be able to lead because that's what relationships are, right? Sometimes the man leads, sometimes the woman leads, but you just need her to lead at times is what you're saying. Correct. Okay. And I think that's fair. And so if you said you've had these conversations with her, then it might be something deeper in her that you haven't touched on and maybe she hasn't either. Okay. So I would definitely try to do that. And there's a lot of virtual therapy sessions you can be doing right now that might be really helpful that you can do online. Okay. You got any, uh, any sites or any? As a matter of fact, hold on the line. I'm going to get your information and I'm going to send it to you because I do have a therapist, uh, Dr. Kendall Jasper, that I always uh, reference. So we're going to make sure that we get you that information because I do feel like this is something that you can work through. If this is somebody, like you said, you care about or you love her, this is something that maybe, and I also feel like even if things don't work out between the two of you, maybe this is something that will be helpful for her just in general in life. All right, thank you. All right, hold on one second. We'll get your info. All right. Ask ye 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice, you can hit ye at any time, all right? Call us up right now, 800-585-1051. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Here's some real advice with Angela Yee. It's Ask Yee. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Good morning. We're in the middle of Ask Yee. Hello, who's this? You can call me Osborne. Osborne? Okay. Okay. So um, my issue is I have a jail bay, and I'm hearing mm -hmm. a lot of bad things about this jail bay. Like, um, and... Uh, well, no, not a bad things about him, but, like, bad things about Delphi's in general. And um, so he asked me to do a lot of things for him when he comes home. 
And I haven't started doing it yet because I'm hearing a lot of things about jailbait and stuff like that. But, mm-hmm. you know, like if it was me, I would want somebody to, you know, help me. So this is like the situation that I have. Like he asked me to buy him clothes. He asked me to uh, buy him a car. He asked me to buy him some LeBron. He asked me to what? buy him some shoes. Yeah. Slow down, so, slow down, know. slow down. He asked you to buy him a car? Yeah, I mean, it was like I was talking to him about the car. I wanted the car. Like, I like old school cars, and it was like a car for like $800. Like, it was like a Crown Victoria. And it's really not, well, it's okay, but it's like, okay, cool. Like, I have an extra car. You can just use that and stuff like that. But I'm getting it. But he said, he said, oh, this is going to be my car. And I'm like, no. Like, yeah. Have you ever watched Love After Lockup? A lot of people say that no. Please no, watch I've that show. That. Please watch it. Okay. Now, it okay, but you can watch it on demand. Uh, Love After Lockup. Yes, please watch that show. What, what channel is that show on? I'm going to tell you right now. But let me ask you this. So uh, did you know him before he went to jail? It's on WeTV. No. no. Okay, so you met him while he was locked up. How did you meet him while he was locked up? I met him through my friend. Like, I met him through a mutual friend. But me and her aren't friends anymore. Ooh, it sounds a little shady already. Oh First of all, I don't believe a man that you have uh, never met in person should be asking you to buy him a car, buy him clothes. Where is his family at and other people that know him? Um, he would have to go to the halfway house. So you're letting him come to your house when he gets out? Yeah. What is he in jail for? I'm sorry. What is he in jail for? <laughs> uh, a lot of different things. Like, like, like what? Scamming. In- scamming anything women. violent? No, yeah, he's violent, but it's not, not scamming. He's like, but he's like from his friends. Like, okay, so my friends, baby daddy went to jail and he came home and he was just like, okay, cool, I got you a good guy. He's a really good guy. We just talked to him. He just had like a bad, bad surrounding. Here's the problem, right? Is that oh when men are locked up and women too, sometimes they will say whatever they have to say to whoever they have to say it to so that when they come home, they're all good. If I were you, I wouldn't be going out of my way to do all of these things for somebody if I haven't had the time to see what happens once they get home. Because once people get home, things can change. And you don't know how many other women he's potentially talking to. Does he have any kids or baby moms? No kids, no baby mom. Okay. So you don't know who else he's talking to while he's locked up. Uh, so that's one thing. Number two, I will wait until he comes home to see what it is. You gotta protect yourself. And I don't think okay. there's anything wrong with being honest about that. And if he's a real man, he'll understand that. Be like, look, let's just wait. I'm already letting you come to my house and say, you know, he's been locked up. Kind of far as talking to him, being faithful to him. If he comes home and comes to your house and then you feel comfortable in doing things for him, that's when you make that decision. Now, some basic things like if he needs some, you know, a little bit of clothes or whatever, so he's comfortable when he comes home and you're okay with doing that, that's cool. But I'm not buying nobody no car. It's already enough that you're letting him stay at your house instead of going to a halfway house. That's a lot right there. Okay. But it also speaks uh, so volume, it, right, when a person doesn't have other people close to them or family members or friends that they can rely on, that he has to rely on you. I so mean, you got to pay attention He has my, uh, my old best friend, boyfriend, that he's really cool with. He's going to go stay with him when I'm not at home. Mm-hmm. Um, but is there any way that this is so positive? Or just, you know... Is there any, 
Yeah. I mean, look, yes, there is a way that it can, but I also believe in you're not going to know. There's no guarantees. So I do believe in protecting yourself, and I wouldn't want to overextend myself financially to somebody that I'm not sure how. You sound uncertain already. Yeah, because I keep hearing about the love I still lock up. Thanks, thank you so much. You guys have a wonderful yeah. day. You All too. Right. She's going to do everything for him. I see. All right. You know what's love after lock up? I've never. Mm-mm. All right. While you're home on this quarantine, go to WeTV on demand or watch it. It comes on all the time. Many seasons of it. Please watch that show. All right. I need to, you know what? I need to be on an episode of Hoarders. After, you know, I'm moving. So after I'm checking out all the ish that we have, like it's it's ridiculous. Like it, it's ridiculous the way my wife just puts things in the basement. Like the basement is just continuous. Too. No, it's not me. I, don't if, if blame I don't, it on her. If it's something that I don't want, I give it away or I get rid of it. She keeps everything, everything. It's ridiculous. But 800-585-1051. Now we got rumors on the way, Yee? Yes, and let's talk about somebody who actually was on the show Friends, right? And we know Friends was not a very diverse show, but she's a black woman. And she said she wasn't asked back. We'll tell you why. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Everybody, it's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk friends. This is the rumor report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. Rumor, rumor, rumor. On the Breakfast Club. So listen up. Right, and a lot of people have been talking about the show Friends and the lack of diversity on the show. Well, one person who was on the show was Sherry Shepard. There was only a handful of black people on the show during its existence. And it was her, Aisha Tyler, Gabrielle Union, one of the very few black faces on the show. So John Murray, who's a pop culture commentator, and he's also friends with Sherry Shepard, was talking to ABC News. And Sherry Shepard told him he could go ahead and tell this story. But apparently after the show, she wasn't invited back on because at that time you would send out postcards and thank people, thank people for being on the show. And here's what John Murray said happened when Sherry Shepard sent out her postcards. Sherry Shepard, former co-host of The View, she was one of the few black faces that was on Friends, her, Aisha Tyler, and Gabrielle Union. And Sherry was on Friends at a time where you sent out postcards to let people know, hey, I'm going to be on TV. And on her postcard, she sent out a color photo of herself, and she said, Friends gets a little color. Well, she also sent that photo to Marta, and she got the, uh, the postcard and was never asked back on the show. Mm. So I don't know how oblivious she is to the fact that she didn't have a lack of diversity and she wasn't aware. I think when you know better, you do better. And I hope moving forward, she makes better decisions to be more inclusive. Wow. Well, she's absolutely right. Why are you upset? Why are you upset with Sherry Shepard? Because she said the right thing. (laughs) Add a little color to your friends lineup. That's why I never watched Friends, because when I saw Friends, I just wasn't interested because there was nobody on there that looked like me. And I'm the type of person that likes to watch things that don't pertain to me and read things that don't pertain to me. I just was never interested in Friends. Yeah, me neither. I never watched Friends. I think I've seen Friends because I actually used to watch Seinfeld and Friends would always come on right after. So sometimes the TV would still be on, but it's like scattered that I might see some of the episodes. But Seinfeld didn't have black people on there really either, so... I didn't watch that either. I didn't watch Seinfeld either. I did watch, I did watch Seinfeld, though. And you know what show was very diverse? And you know it's one of my favorite shows, though, when I look back at it, The Office. I don't know if y'all watched The Office. I didn't watch The Office either. I, I, I watched some episodes of The Office. Office is good. I actually want to binge that. I might binge that over the next couple of weeks, actually. 
I've seen every single episode of The Office ever, so and I do love that show. All right, now Reese Witherspoon talks about not knowing what homosexuality was. They did this series, Varieties, Actors on Actors, and it's Reese Witherspoon and Regina King, and they're having these discussions. And if y'all watch Little Fires Everywhere, which, you know, I love that show too, that series. Mm-hmm. On the show, Reese Witherspoon's daughter is also, um, she's gay and she hasn't come out to her mom yet. So here's Reese Witherspoon talking about her own real life experience and how that played into her character on the show. No one spoke to me about sexuality when I was a, a teenager. I didn't understand what homosexuality was. My grandparents didn't explain it. My parents didn't explain it. Somebody, I had to learn from somebody I met on an audition in Los Angeles. <laughs> Oh, wow. We incorporated some of the conversation I had with my grandmother afterwards where she said, you know, homosexuality is very rare, Reese. And we put it in the script. And you actually said, Elena. My grandma said that. Elena said that. And Elena says it because that's what was said to me. Now, maybe I missed it, but how old was she during this time when she didn't know what homosexuality was? She was a teenager. Where the hell is she from? Because I'm from Monk Point, (laughs) South Carolina, a very rural town. Uh, less, uh, when I was growing up, it was 7,000 people, and I knew what being gay was. So where the hell is she from? That She don't, didn't know what being, what being gay is. That's Right, I mean. Well, she's from Nashville, Tennessee. New Orleans? Nashville, Tennessee. Oh, I thought she was from Nashville. She was, was she born in New Orleans. I don't know, maybe she was raised in Nashville. Said so she was born in New Orleans. You was in New Orleans and didn't know what gay was? Come on now. That sounds so you was a teenager? Yeah, that sounds crazy. Maybe, though. I mean, I don't know. Maybe she was sheltered. Yeah, you don't know. I I mean, yeah, who knows? But Regina King, meanwhile, in this interview, uh, says that she thinks it's very insulting when celebrities are telling people, stay home, stay home. Here's what she had to say in this same interview. You have to understand that while we're telling people, stay home, stay home, there are people out there who are not in financial situations that... To say that to them is almost insulting. She's absolutely positively correct. You don't know people's situation. You don't know their circumstances. They, some people got to get up and go to work. They don't have the luxury of working from home like, mm-hmm. like we're currently doing right now. Correct. Man, some people have businesses that are going to shut down if you're a small business owner. And a lot of people weren't able to get that paycheck protection program going. A mm-hmm. lot of people are, are struggling because of that. So it is a situation where everybody's different as far as what they can and and can't do and what their anxiety is and financial situation is. So, yeah, it's difficult to tell people stay home. All right, and uh, Jill Scott is talking about going to visit a plantation, a former slave plantation, and how she couldn't believe that some of them are now whitewashed and they're making them like a a Airbnb location or a cozy uh, vacation spot. You know how they have the bed and breakfast and it used to be a plantation and they give you the whole tour. Well, here's what she said her experience was. So I take the tour and they're, they're walking through the parlor and talking about how they would host guests and serve brandy and, and tea and have conversation and music would be played. And everybody's going, mm, mm, oh, no, 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 don't, don't, don't touch the furniture. And uh, the lady shows us a, uh, a picture and she says, noticed how no one really smiled back then. And I looked at those faces. And I decided that I was going to get away from this tour. Yeah, I did always think it was weird when you go places and it's like such and such plantation. Like, it's time to let that go also. Well, you don't want to come to South Carolina then. South Carolina (laughs) got a million of them. Does that bother you? 
Um, you know what's so interesting? Uh, I, I grew up around all of that overt racism, and it was so normal to me that I didn't even think it was overt racism. Now that I'm older, yes, I mean, you see all those plantations, and, you know, people come to Charleston, and they take tours of the plantations, and, you know, they just took down the John C. Calhoun statue, which is in Marion Square, and Marion Square is actually in the shape of the Confederate flag, and we got Confederate flags all over the state house buildings and federal buildings. So, yeah, it does, it does bother you. It didn't bother me growing up because I just accepted it as normal. The crazy part is we didn't see much of that, you know, growing up in New York. But when I went to school in Virginia, I was smacked with reality. That's when you start seeing Confederate flags. That's when you start seeing racism at an all-time high. When I went to when I went to Hampton University, but and, and really didn't see that so much. Funny, and no, you're right because when New Yorkers used to come down to South Carolina, they would all be like, "Man, I got to get up out of here." Mm -hmm. it's right, it's like, crazy and, 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 but, feeling. But to, but to me, to me, it's just like this is just what I was used to. That's what I know, but yes, it does bother me, especially the plantation. And we told because we told you about Rhode Island dropping plantation from their state name. It was called Rhode Island and Providence Plantations, and now they're getting rid of that. It's just Rhode Island. Mm -mm -mm. Yeah. I don't All know. right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Now, Revolt. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Everybody else, the People's Choice mixes up next. Get your request in. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Everybody is DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club, and we have some special guests on the line right now. We have Lee Chapman. She's uh, the Voting Rights Director at the Leadership Conference on Civil and Human Rights. Good morning. Morning. And we also have Sabrina Fulton. Welcome. Thank you. How are you? We're doing well. We're doing well. Good. So what's going on today, ladies? Uh, well, today we're here to talk about voting and the importance of voting. Mm -hmm. And so um, we just want to reach out to people and let them know that um, how important it is to vote, how important their vote, um, make sure they know that their vote counts and that uh, we need to support each other. Ms. Sabrina, how does, how does voter suppression directly affect the cause that the mother of the movement is pushing for? Um, one of the things, um, the, the long lines, um, we have a lot of people that we try to get. Um, here in Florida, we have early voting, so it's not a big issue with us on election day, but um, we just want to make sure that um, people don't have problems voting because we do all of this, you know, do all these things to make sure people come out and vote, and when they get there, um, they, they have to experience these long lines. They have to experience... Um, them not being able to vote vote because of their precinct change or something like that, something they, did, they didn't know about ahead of time. And so we just try to get as much information out as possible. Um, here we have three ways to vote. You can early vote, you can absentee vote, and you can vote on election day. But with all this um, COVID virus going on, a lot of people are, you know, they don't want to come out of their house. So they right. uh, are doing absentee vote, voting. Right early voting where it's less people. So this is Lee Chapman. I just wanted to say that, you know, we're also here to talk about a letter that the mothers of the movement, Miss Tina Knowles Lawson and Black Women Celebrities sent to the U.S. Senate this week, mm -hmm. demanding that the Senate pass the HEROES Act, which is the critical um, stimulus package that gives an additional $3.6 billion to states to prevent all the issues we've seen in recent elections, including the seven-hour long lines in Georgia. You know, 70 people contracted COVID-19 in Wisconsin. Um, and, you know, voters should not have to choose between their health and their safety and democracy. So um, we are so happy. I work at the Leadership Conference, which is the nation's largest civil rights coalition. 
you know, we've been around for 70 years and we've lobbied on every major civil rights legislation, including the Voting Rights Act of 1965. So we were extremely happy to work on this letter with um, Sabrina Fulton, with the Mothers of the Movement, because it's critical to make that connection between policing, the protests, what we're seeing now in our country, and the change that we can all exercise at the ballot box. How do we go about change? You know, we were talking before, maybe do it online. You know, I grew up in Queens, which is a black area, and when we had to vote, I mean, there was lines around the corner. I moved out to New Jersey, which is more of a, a white area, and there's nobody anymore. There's so much space. There's so many districts where people can vote and not have to see people. But if I'm voting, I'm scared. I'm concerned because COVID, coronavirus is there. Now, if I'm waiting on long lines, you know, it's it's about my health. And we know that we, our community, have underlying conditions. We have diabetes. We have high blood. There's so many different things. So how do we change that where people feel comfortable to vote? Is it online voting? Is it, you know, mailing? You know, what do you suggest? What do you guys think? Well, it's not online yet, just because the internet is not safe enough for the transaction of voting with all the hacking we saw in 2016. But one thing we're advocating for, and one thing that the HEROES Act would do, would have all the options for voters. So it would have mail-in voting nationwide. You know, every state does not have mail-in voting right now. Mm -hmm. It would have at least two weeks of early voting in every state in the country, so people can safely social distance and vote. Um, it would have safe in-person voting same-day voter registration. And we hear about voter purges where voters are kicked off the rolls. The best remedy to that is same-day voter registration. So we're advocating for all the options um, so voters can decide what's best for them um, to exercise their right to vote. Uh, Sabrina, I wanted to ask you, what was your experience like running for office? It's a piece of work. It's, it's more than I expected. It's a lot of busy work. You know, I was already busy with, you know, running the Trayvon Martin Foundation and my speaking engagements. And then this was just something in addition to that. I didn't know how much work it entailed. I didn't know how much calling and, you know, um, raising funds and just going to meetings and just meeting with people and, you know, the residents and everything. It's, it's, it's a lot of work. It's very, very uh, tiresome. It's busy work, but it's with a purpose. And so it keeps me going every day because when I get up in the morning, I mean, I take my stretch and everything. I, you know, I thank God. And then I just keep going. I keep going. Sometimes I look back at my calendar and I'm like, I can't believe I did all of these things in one day, you know, so I'm just excited about, you know, the future of Miami-Dade County and just knowing that change will come. Ms. Tina Knowles is on the line. Good morning. Good morning. What made you connect with the Mothers of the Movement? Oh, my goodness. Um, well, I have been working with the Leadership Council of uh, Civil and Human Rights on and Still I Vote campaign. And I've been knowing Sabrina and some of the other mothers from years ago. And... I just thought that this was a great way to connect the dots for our people because we, you know, I still get so many comments about people believing that their voices don't make a difference. And I mentor kids and I had a meeting with them about having a, a drive to register their family members to vote. And the general consensus was that, you know, whether we vote or not, it's not going to make a difference. And that is, you know, that's the attitude of a lot of people. And I feel like the connection with the mothers will connect the dots for people. That if you don't vote at the local level and you don't have a say in who your mayor is, who hires the police chief, 
or the district attorney who tries these cases that you won't, you know, you won't be able to make a difference and you won't have a voice. So you have to vote and we have to educate our people on the power that they have. Ms. Chapman, so no I, uh, I feel like the mothers are, can appeal to the public, especially right now with what's going on with all the protesting. And we have, we have America, not only America, but across the world is watching. And this is a great time to try to galvanize and make a difference in that way. And I mean, who is not going to listen to these amazing mothers that are, um, you know, we, we all stand in solidarity with them right now. That's right. Ms. Chapman, I want to ask you a question. I, I feel like people aren't raising enough hell about the voter suppression. Like, what happened in Kentucky? Yes. It was blatant voter suppression. And I'm like, November's right around the corner. We right. saw that in 2016. How are we supposed to defeat that in November? Yeah. What happened in Kentucky yesterday was ridiculous. You know, Louisville and Lexington only had one polling place. And in Louisville, that was one polling place for 600,000 voters. And we saw when the polls closed yesterday in Louisville, voters were banging on the doors to get in because the polling place actually locked the doors on them. Now they were actually able to get in and vote, but that's voter suppression, plain and simple. Um, you know, we need to make noise about this. That's why this letter is so critical. And this is why we're, we're grateful for um, the mothers of the movement, um, Miss Tina Knowles Lawson and other celebrities to lift this up because we need to talk about voter suppression. And a lot of this is intentional. It's made to make it harder for brown and black voters to vote. And, um, you know, standing in a line for seven hours is voter suppression. How can right? more women get involved and how can people help? Sure. So you can go to our website and still I vote. Um, dot org and sign up. Um, we're really trying to um, create an army of people to fight voter suppression. And actually this week marks the seventh anniversary of the devastating Supreme Court decision, Shelby County versus Holder, which really opened the floodgates to voter suppression in our country. So this, this um, Thursday, we're actually asking people to drive calls to the Senate um, to ask the Senate to pass the HEROES Act, which is highlighted in the letter that was sent um, up to the Hill to make sure that we have safe and accessible elections this year. Ms. Sabrina, this, this is a little off topic, but I, I, I always think about you and, you know, parents, you know, mothers like yourself. Do you ever get close to a place of healing? Or do the Ahmaud Aubrey's and Breonna Taylor's and George Floyd's, does, does that keep re-triggering, re-triggering you? Um, I, I get in a place um, because when this first happened, I thought I would never be happy again. So I do um, certainly have happy days. Um, I also have my rainy days as well. And so uh, I just think that this is something I'm going to deal with the rest of my life. You know, I, I, I just have a uh, hole in my heart and I have to deal with it. It's, it's like an illness that I, I have to, you know, I have to struggle with it every day. But I definitely have my good days. I appreciate the good days. I thank God for the good days. But yes, this is something that I have to live with on a daily basis. I don't ever think you get to a space. You know, it's just a grieving process. And you're going to live the process until you're in the casket. There is no worse pain than losing a child. It's, it's not until you lose a, a, a child that you really realize how strong you are or how weak you are and if you can come back. And so... Um, you know, me running for office, that's just my way of coming back. Well, we appreciate you so much for, for checking in, ladies and women. And, and, and we are very proud of you. Thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. 
Absolutely. And give them the information once again so people can support. Well, you can go to andstillivote.org to sign up and join the Army to fight voter suppression. All right. Well, thank you, ladies, for call, for calling it and checking in today and giving us all the information. We appreciate you for guys for calling. Stay safe and healthy, ladies, please. You guys, too. Now, Charlamagne, you got a positive note for the people today? I do, man. It's something that I said during Donkey of the Day, and I just want to repeat it. Uh, it's a quote from Frederick Douglass. Power concedes nothing without demand. It never has, and it never will. Breakfast Club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done?